At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin the post-football edition of Big Bets here on Visa Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Amal, we had a great time watching the game together uh, yesterday. I know across this great land of ours today, everybody's talking about the way that Super Bowl ended yesterday. And I, I get it, depending on your perspective or your bets, you're going, man, greatest Super Bowl of all time. Or, wow, I can't believe that's the way I got beat. Well, first of all, a couple of things I want to address. Uh, I love how you just take liberty that I enjoyed myself because I was hanging out with you. No, I, I knew you game. had fun because you were hanging out with me. But, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I had a great time with you yesterday watching the game. Uh, but in all seriousness, you're absolutely right. I know Michelle downstairs is extremely happy. She may not have come into work today, had the Chiefs lost that game, so I'm happy for her. Uh, but you're absolutely right, Dave. I thought, as a person that didn't have any wagers on the game, I thought it was the best game I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, I will say one thing, and I, I don't care that Bradbury came out and made the statement. I thought the call was egregious, not because of the time it happened. I just think you can call holding on every one of those plays. In the second quarter, there was a third down play, and you talked about it. When G. Drew Smith-Schuster went across yep. the middle, you go, that should have been a holding. It should have. It wasn't called. Uh, the other thing that stood out to me that was a big play by Philadelphia that I thought was an error was the third down and two where they threw the ball. I think they ran kind of a QB waggle left, and it was an incomplete pass. And then they punted. Yeah, and a friend of mine texted me. He goes, 
I don't know why Philly's even throwing the ball. Just run Jalen Hurts up the middle on every play for a quarterback sneak. You're gonna you can go four yards and ten four yep. plays in ten yards. It was unstoppable. Absolutely. Every play. Every, every play. And but you stop that, it. But on that third and two, guys, they had to get it because the one thing with Phillies, it appeared to be the case, when they cross the 50, the offense seems to open up mm-hmm. at a different level. I, I think if you're Philadelphia, I thought they were the better team for the majority of the game. I thought the mis- the false start on the offense and then Hurts dropping the ball, I thought that saved Kansas City's bacon. That was a third and one, to your point. Yeah. So, the yes, we're, the Hurts play, the, the fumble, he's got the ball in the wrong hands. That was a huge play to flip the script there from a 14-7 game to 14-all. But really, it is the play that preceded it. We we jump off sides or you know false start, which makes them have to go to a different play call from third and one. So there's so many different tentacles when you really do go back to it. The, the Bradbury call, like you mentioned, in case those that don't know, he said after the game, "Yeah, I I I held them," but he did say this, which I, I thought was interesting. I was I was hoping they would just let it go because this game to me was really well officiated for about 58 minutes of it. And then the one call, it's like in an NBA game where you go, well, how are they calling it today? They did not call a lot of penalties in the Super Bowl. And the officials were kind of non-factors, which was really nice for the majority of the game. And I think to Bradbury's point, he's thinking, well, this is the way I play. This is the way a lot of really good DBs play every play. So I'm just hoping they just let us play this way because that's the way the game's been going. If you noticed, Mahomes kind of threw the ball away from the safety that was coming over the top because he looks at it, it's not open. We're going to kick the field goal, take the three, and he didn't throw it into harm's way. Ironically, if there is separation, it would have been better had they scored on that play and the Chiefs had gone up seven because then you get Jalen Hurts with two minutes to go, two timeouts, and a chance to still tie it. But that, for all intents and purposes, ended the football game with the smart play by McKinnon to slide down at the one, not score, and basically eat up all the time off the clock. Yeah, I thought that was the most prudent play to take that knee in that situation, really help the scenario. And then Mahomes even waiting to take the knee a little bit longer when he took the ball and went backwards. Except for my all three and a half Chiefs. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did have that one. But uh, listen, Dave, what are you complaining about, man? You had the over and the over 56 and a half. Yeah, Both cash the... them easily. But more importantly, I think the game went over in, what, the third quarter? Late third quarter? Might have been early fourth. I don't remember. I think but it got into the fourth. It was yeah. A... And this oh, is... I'm sorry. I had to watch uh, about 50, 46 minutes of the game. 45 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of the handicap all week was it was going to be the offensive lines, yeah. right? And, and we talked about that all week. And I thought, boy, the Chiefs, the Eagles have probably the best offensive line in football. So we knew they were going to hold up, and they did. They did their their yeoman's work uh, on the offensive side. And the key was, could the Chiefs' O-line match up with the Eagles' D-line? And boy, did they do so. And uh, then some. Uh, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up, Dave. I, I take umbrage with some of the people out here saying that Hassan Reddick is on the same level of <laughs> Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, and Chris Jones. Are you kidding me? Mm. I didn't even know if Hassan Reddick played. Kelly, do you have – did he play? Shut down. Well, I didn't, even, I didn't tackle? see number seven at all. I don't. I mean, I didn't even see him have anything in the game. Where the hell was he? I, you know, one it, tackle. Well, that's that's a good that's effort. A, so, like, taken out. Right, the factors that we talked about all week they became non-factors because of the way the Chiefs' offensive line held up. And it, you, for a guy that's compromised like Patrick Mahomes was, by the way, the scramble that led to before the holding call in the final drive that was the longest rush for the season for Patrick Mahomes. So, like. He did things, and clearly he was in pain. Some people are like, oh, he's milking it because they were down 10 at halftime. Milking it. The guy was hurt. He was legit hurt, right? And then he shows that, look, I'm going to gut it out. And the best thing that happened to the Chiefs yesterday was Rihanna. That halftime was so long, I think they got him a new ankle at halftime. (laughs) 30 minutes. Oh, my God. (laughs) A brand new ankle. 
And he, he came out and he looked great first drive of the third quarter, right down 10-point leads, now three-point lead. Tell you what, though, this was a legacy win for him and Andy Reid, right? Like, I mean, what, what did we think of Patrick Mahomes all of a sudden? He's got one Super Bowl, two losses. Uh, things are kind of viewed a little bit differently. No doubt. I mean, now all of a sudden, I, I can't even compare Peyton Manning to him. I know longevity-wise you would because Peyton only won one Super Bowl in Indy. Right, one and one. He, he got one in Denver. I call it a half. He got a half in Denver. No. Don't you think if Kelly was playing quarterback for the Broncos, they would have won that Super Bowl? Absolutely. He had plantar fasciitis, if you remember. Peyton couldn't move. Had a stronger arm. <laughs> <laughs> so now you look at it, and again, when you look at what Mahomes has done, you know, through five here, Field Yates put this up on Twitter, you know, two Super Bowl wins, two, two MVPs, two uh, NFL MVPs, which is pretty impressive there. Three Super Bowl appearances, five title games in the AFC. The Pro Bowls don't matter to me, but the three all pros do. Uh, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, 12-plus wins in every season. He's won the division every year. I mean, for, for the start of a career, the only one I can think of that's, that you can look at is Roger Staubach. Like, he was going to championship games almost every year that Roger was in the league, which was not very long. But this is the type of thing that we're seeing right now from Patrick Mahomes. I would go with uh, Tom Brady, right? Three Super Bowls in four seasons yep. by his fifth year in the league. Uh, but the two on this list that are most impressive to me are the five AFC championship games yep. and then the 12-plus wins every season. I agree. I, I mean, it, let's be real here. Nobody's sitting there going, boy, that Chiefs defense reminds me of the 2000 Ravens or the 85 Bears. No, it, and I, it, it was interesting because, again, if, you, if I just told you the stats, you didn't watch the game, and I told you you didn't know who won the game, and I said Patrick Mahomes is going to get uh, almost doubled up, what, in yardage by – by oh, Jalen Hurts through if, the air. If you just told me his yardage, Dave, I, it would have been no way. There's no way. Jalen Hurts is going to throw for over three bills. He's going to throw a touchdown pass, run three more in, and get a two-point conversion. You're going to go, who won the game? And Mahomes had 182 yards passing. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> I would have been like, Eagles blowout. Um, I'll tell you what. You know, I said this about C.J. Stroud when they lost to Georgia. I thought he played the best game in his career. Dude, that man, Jalen Hurts, oh, man. I, I could not have been any more wrong on how good this guy is. And he, he, he played. Well, I thought there were two third down throws oh. that I thought they were going to get off the field defensively, yes. Kansas City. And Dallas Goddard made terrific plays. And, you know, Dave, you made a great point to me. Uh, I don't remember if it was on air or off air. You go, look, Kelsey's great. We know what Kelsey is. But Dallas Goddard. Oh, and I think it might have been Tank Williams last week he talked about it. He goes, Dallas Goddard is no slouch. He made tremendous plays. But there was a play, I think it was early third quarter. He throws the ball on the left side on a third down to Goddard. It, the coverage could not be any better. No. And Goddard makes a tremendous play, but it was the throw. It was absolutely – you could not go there and hand the ball to him in a better position. I, To me, I, I respected what Hurts did this year. But in that game, I go – Man, that guy should have been the MVP. Well, you look at it, what he did at halftime. Remember, the Eagles have a 10-point halftime lead. Stat Muse on Twitter. This is what he did at halftime. 17-22, 246 total yards, three total touchdowns, more passing yards, rushing yards, and touchdowns than the Chiefs combined. I mean, he was a one-man wrecking crew. But again, the, the, the fumble did change the tone and tenor of that game. And, and, but look, it's one play out of a game where they just they had – I mean, it just felt like they can get whatever they want. Right, So I, I do go back to that critical third and two that you're referring to. If, for those that don't remember, the Chiefs were up one. It's the fourth quarter. It's 28-27. And, you know, he, he gets flushed out. Hurts does. And the play's dead. They punt. Then Tony brings the punt back inside the 10. So it's like that was such a critical third and two in hindsight that you look at it. 
Not criticizing them for punting from deep in their own end, but the third down and two call, if it's fourth and one, they're going for it no matter where it is because you're not going to stop that that hurts uh, mush rush, if you will. Well, I I thought that was the play they should have run on third down because Uh even if you – unlikely that they don't get it, but he probably gets it. And I love the fact that they they don't even pretend that they're not making that play because they have the the receivers right behind him there and you're just pushing. It's so hard. And remember, for people that are unaware, Jalen Hurts – this guy is an absolute dude in the weight room. I he mean, is. Oh, I man. mean, I remember he's from Channel View in Houston area. He used to squat 400 pounds in high school. I mean, this guy's an absolute monster. I, I don't know what he does now, but I mean, I didn't think you were stopping him. And it looked like, to your point, Dave, the fumble, it, it felt like it was one of those boxing matches because you and I are big boxing guys. Sixth round, you got somebody on the ropes, but they get saved by the bell. Yes. And then all of a sudden, they get reinvigorated. The fumble was the bell, and it, and it kind of allowed Kansas City to get back in the game. And I thought it changed the whole dynamic of the game. It did, because immediately after that fumble, the Eagles come back and score the next 10 in the first half. You go, oh, it really doesn't matter. It does. Because in totality, the Chiefs played such a better second half than they did the first half. That seven-point swing was able, even though down 10, we were like, hey, first drive, if the Chiefs come down and score, which they did with great ease, game on. And I thought that, that again, that free seven points was huge. A question for both of you guys. Do you believe the better team won the Super Bowl? I don't. I think the best team all year was the Eagles. And I, I think that the Chiefs were as good as everybody else, but they never felt like they separated. They weren't head and shoulders against the, over the Bengals. They lost to the Bills. They were nip and tuck with the Eagles. I thought the Eagles, for the majority of it, were the best team in the football. Yes, I think the better team won the game you yesterday. Do. I think any of those final four teams, though, you could have easily would have easily been deserving I, I, Super Bowl I champions. Agree with everything you guys said. I thought Buffalo, for about two thirds of the regular season, mm-hmm. was the best team, and then I thought Philly probably and Philadelphia benefited in the postseason from the injuries. But I thought at the end, I thought the Eagles were probably the best team in the league. Let's get into that more because the Chiefs are the betting favorite next year to win the Lombardi. So let's look ahead as we look back to a wild and wonderful. Super Bowl Sunday. Come on back. Big bets here on these. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see what the changes are in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside them all, Shaw Dave Ross here rolling on this Monday post Super Bowl edition of Big Bets. And again, there are so many takeaways from the Super Bowl. And obviously, you know how I handicap a lot of these things, at least throughout the playoffs. I do look at the coaching staffs and I kept waiting like, when is Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen, who, oh, by the way, it looks like he might be the new head guy in Indianapolis, where Gannon's going to get an interview with the Arizona Cardinals, possibly be the guy. And Nick Sirianni against the, you know, the Spags and the Eric Bieniemies and the Andy Reeds, the guys that have been there, done that. For the most part, they held up the second half, maybe not enough ju- adjustments defensively. Let's hear from Nick Sirianni very quickly and his thoughts on the Bradbury call in the end of this game. It's not my job to, uh, you know, I mean, you, you'll see me on the sideline. I'm going to argue with different things of, of, of calls here and there, but it's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in, in split second. Um, you know, scenarios. Um, and so, you know, that's what he saw and he, and he called it. And so that's never, it, I, I know it always appears to be that, you know, it's one call that makes the, it's not, it's not what it is, right? It, it's not what it is. There's, there, there's so many plays that contribute to the, the end result of the game. And, and, and today they were better than we were. Okay. I've been hard on Nick Sirianni for blasting creative practices and, you know, he's kind of a quirky guy, and people were, I knew it was going to be a meme when he was crying during the 
the, the national anthem, which I, I got to be honest with you. Like I hear an answer like that. It sounds like an adult in the room. Well, and I, and I did, did not know that he would be an adult in the room in year two in Philadelphia. Well, first of all, I take umbrage with anybody criticizing anybody crying for the anthem because right. I'm a guy that would do that. So I, 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 was like, like, I, I don't like to watch the anthem with people around. So. I take umbrage with how much you're using the word umbrage today. I, this is my <laughs> <laughs> Is that two? That's two. That's two. That's two. That's two. That's two. That's two. So no, that's the first thing. Uh, second thing, I love his response. I, I thought Bradbury, him. I didn't see Jalen Hurts post game oh, comments. He was amazing, oh, he but was it seemed awesome like too. he was. I, I loved his disposition just based on what I was able to see. I didn't see the audio. I'm mean, excuse me, didn't hear the audio. Saw the video. I thought Billy handled it with tremendous class. I do disagree with Sirianni that the better team. Are you out of your mind? What game were you watching? Mm. They were not – this reminded me a little bit of the Patriots and Eagles Super Bowl. And, uh, by the way, were you thrown out of the band Creed or something? Why do you take such umbrage with him playing Creed? It's, I, just, I, it's a very Sirianni thing to do to put the arms wide open and play that in black. Like, these guys don't know Creed. That, these, these guys – these are kids. Do you think Country Roads is in my top five songs of all time? Well, but – but it's an iconic song, so right. everybody knows that song, right? So if you played that at practice, some people go, oh, I know the country roads. Some people are going to know it. If I'm practicing to get ready for a title game in the NFC and this guy's blasting with arms wide open, I'm like, what is Coach doing? Who is this crappy I, band? I forgot the show made this uh, last week, I believe. Oh, you can see that's Nick Sirianni. It's top left. <laughs> The uh, I, 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 mean, I don't even this 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 proves our point right here though I couldn't tell you this was Creed I could that's exactly yeah, my I could point say, right. I could say this is any band on the planet right now and you guys would believe I it. would have said Imagine Dragons okay <laughs> yeah, if Kelly's getting us fired up for a big show and he plays Creed I'm gonna be like this show's gonna suck <laughs> like, so like so that's why I'm like Sirianni I take cheap shots and and, and I do like to do that but. He felt like he really handled a tough, tough loss Look, very, very well. Yeah. To me, I thought Bradbury did a great thing by being stand-up in terms of saying, yeah, I held the guy. I didn't – look, I didn't I didn't have a horse yeah. in the race. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a bad call. I and I didn't it. like the Super Bowl being determined on that play. I'm with you. I, I, I uh, thought it should have gone to fourth down. And then you have Philadelphia with an opportunity to go down the field and win the football game. It's just unfortunate, but I will say this, and I said this to you yesterday, this is the second consecutive Super Bowl we've had end on bad and horrific calls. Yeah, the Bengals had a, a, certainly a case that could have been made. That might have been worse. Yeah. Right? It so was. Like, it was worse. I, I, I thought it was like, hey, Cincinnati, Hamilton County, Northern Kentucky, Covington, we really don't care about your market. We want to take the number two market in the country and win the Super Bowl. I just don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Mm. I don't know what the answer is, and I feel like we've gotten to the point where it's it, – NFL week occurs, and Monday we're all up in arms about whatever call. It's no, not just no, no, no. I disagree. You disagree? Okay. Yeah, I take some bridge with it, even. <laughs> I, Come on, man. He was still going. He uh, racked up the third without even realizing. I didn't say it. I was close. <laughs> I was definitely close. I wasn't saying it at that time. But to me, the problem is the call is that's made is not egregious. Right. You know, when you look back at that Rams Saints game. That missed call, Oof. that was horrific. But that holding penalty in the Super Bowl for the Bengals, it was a terrible call against them. Mm -hmm. You look at this call yesterday, I, it felt like, in my opinion, that they're like, okay, Kansas City's going to get the field goal here. Philly's going to go right down and get six, and they're going to win the football game. But we want the face of the league to win this game. 
21 for 27 for 182 yards. Man, in the first half, if the game ended at halftime and Kansas City won the game, I thought Travis Kelsey had to be the MVP. Yeah. And it just first seemed quarter. like, yeah. you know, it seemed like a situation where they're like, well, we'll give it to Mahomes. I, I, I don't know. The fumble was, it changed the whole game. Yeah. But, but I thought Jalen Hurts was the best player in that game. And I have to be honest, guys, Mahomes was great. I don't think anybody was close to Hurts. Jalen Hurts was the best. He, he was the best player on the field last night. I, I don't I, think there's any question. But I just the rules thing is, is tough for me because it's like early, it was what the first drive of the game. There was a massive late hit helmet to helmet uh, that was out of bounds. Uh, that yeah, we, nobody even bats an eye out. Yeah, they no, lit up Devonta Smith. They on lit the him up. Nobody even bats an eye at them not throwing that. a flag Reed, for it, that. It was uh, Reed. Reed lit him up on the sideline. And you know what I said, Kelly? I went. I'm glad there was no call because I, you know, because like, we're glad there's no call there on what should be a 15 yard penalty. But at the end of the game, it's a hold that we're all going to freak out because of the t- because of the circumstance of the, uh, of the game. But this is where I get to: if the call is not made the majority of the time, right? If there's no flag on Bradbury, we all live, go on and live our lives, and we don't even think about the play anymore. When the calls are made, is when we stop and go. Oh, my God. That's when the outrage happens. If the officials would eat more flags, and that's why on the read one, I was glad they just played on. There was one on Mahomes. He got hit in the head. They didn't call uh, 15 yards. I went, good. Like, let's keep playing football. If you eat the flags the majority of the time, I think people move on with the next play. And the players and the coaches, and you don't think about it. So if they could get into the mentality of, if it's 50-50, eat it. If they could get to that mentality, the game will be in a better place. I would agree with you completely. But did you guys do you guys recall any non-procedure penalties in that game? No, there was nothing. There was one offensive holding call against Philly. It went from first and ten to first and twenty on the wide receiver. But right, there was yes, no, yes, and there, I, there was I, no holding calls. Pi actually, right, yes. right, there was no holding calls by the O lineman in the entire game either side. So you had the, a couple of jumps off sides that were obvious that you had to call, right? They had one in Dominican Sue where he went to the head, obvious call. But the only questionable call in a game that was really well officiated, in my estimation, is the biggest one of the game. And so if they just eat it, it's a field goal, and we get this dramatic ending, but, and nobody's talking about what we're talking about today. To me, it, the call should be made if it was egregious enough where you felt like it impeded him. That right. ball was nine yards past him. That's right. I, I think we're in agreement that it, it, not, none of us are officials, but the by the letter of the law, the official probably got it right, and that's why I always go back to the rules of like we we got to unencumber these officials for being like, oh, now I got to follow the rule book, and that's why I, I I'm call. okay with your answer, Dave. If, right? that, if that's how we want to do it, if we just want to ease off on flags in general, then fi- I just feel like there's always so much outrage with nobody. It, it, I mean, it's the classic. I feel like it's just the classic world these days we live in. Everybody gets mad at something without an answer to it. Right. It's like, well, come on. Everybody just wants the refs to be better. That's like, okay, it's so easy to say. What do you want them to be better with? I So, I don't Dave, at least that's a that's a solution I can live with. That's what I'm trying. I want outlaw football. Let's just well, eat the flags, boys. Let the, let, the, let the gentleman decide it on the field, as the old saying goes. And if it gets a little bit... Chippy out there sometimes, I can live with that. I just, it, it, the flow of the game too, let's not stop it. You know, again, we talk about replay all the time. I'm all, we are in a room of very smart people, I believe. And every time they went to replay on a catch, we all went like this. I don't know. I, yeah, maybe, it maybe it's a catch, maybe it's not. We, we've been watching football for decades and you still go there and you go, I'm not quite sure. I, I would agree with you there. By the way, guys, I'm a little bit surprised Philly is at nine to one to win the Super Bowl next year. And I have to tell you, 
I think the Eagles mm-hmm. are a very dangerous team. Jalen Hurts proved to me this guy's going to be around. He's got an opportunity now when you look in the NFC. He's probably the best quarterback in the NFC That's if Rodgers moves on. Well, and by the way, the Chiefs are 6-1. to one. We'll get into these numbers deeper because there are some in double digits that I really like already. Because yes, the Dallas Cowboys. 16-1, to one, baby. Just saying, they're, they're, to me, I think what the Super Bowl showed is that, like they're talking about dynasty, these teams are really close. There are a lot of really close teams. There's a lot of parity in the NFL right now, and I think that's going to give you a lot of value out there for next year. By the way, Cal, I think Dave's got the uh, Cowboys to win the NBA title. <laughs> can they win it if they get to, I don't know. You if they win. get Kyrie, can the Cowboys <laughs> win the NBA title? We'll discuss that. Ben Fox coming up next. Talk about some of the big bets he saw over the Super Sunday. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Beeson's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience rather nicotine satisfaction enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I'm sure there have been times in your life when you feel like you needed to make a change. You might want to make that change, but you weren't quite ready yet, where a lot of smokers and dippers out there can surely relate. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is just a little bit different. Everyone is on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We're going to have Ben Fox join us, our VP of Digital Content here at the network in the next segment. Can't wait to get Ben's thoughts on what he saw on Super Sunday out there. But we saw a lot of things uh, yesterday. We saw a lot of big bets that certainly some cashed, some did not. If you had the Chiefs in the over, that did end up hitting, of course, 38-35. It goes well over the total of 51.5. All overs hit as well. So a good day for overbetters out there. But, Amal, when you look to next year, and this is, I think, what happens a lot. If you go back a year ago, Bengals and Rams. I think a lot of people thought, well, the Bengals, this was a fluke. They won't be back. But the Rams will be. Aaron Donald and Matty Stafford, and they were a disaster. The worst record for a defending Super Bowl champion in the Super Bowl era. So think about that. I know when you look at the Chiefs, and right now in the AFC, they're the, the short favorite. They're 6-1, to one, the, the smallest favorite to win the Super Bowl. 3-30 to win the AFC. Get the Bills at 4-1. to one. There are the Bengals. Back up there, plus 550. Chargers 11-1. to one. There are the Ravens, assuming they're going to get their quarterback situated uh, with Lamar Jackson, 12-1. to The Jets, we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback, 14-1. Dolphins, is it Tua? 15-1. Jags, we saw them win a playoff game, 16-1. to Browns, 17-1. to Will Russ Cook with Sean Payton, 17-1. When you look at the AFC, I get it. We're going to trust the Chiefs. But we were ending up the last segment, and I was saying to you, all, I look at it and I go, there's not a lot of separation along, along these top-tier teams between the Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills. I don't see it, and I think other teams like the Ravens could potentially hop back in there next year. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think the one thing you have to look at is free agency. I was looking at the Eagles' free agency. you got Miles Sanders, um, Brandon Graham, uh, Fletcher Cox. I, I think when you look at it from a Philadelphia standpoint, they have some free agencies that are important, but I don't want to say crucial mm. because – 
you look at this team, to me, they're still going to be right there. In the AFC, Chiefs, Buffalo, Cincinnati are all right there. Do you believe the Chargers are going to be a team that can compete? Because the one thing is, Brand Staley's like the guy at the blackjack table. He's got a 19, dealer's got a 10. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take that card. <laughs> I, I get it that you want to hit against the 10, but are you really hitting on the 19? That's Brandon Staley for you. I'm with you. Look, I thought they would take that leap this year. And they should. I mean, like, you're up 27 nothing in a playoff game. You can't close it out. I mean, it's just it's, it's an abomination. So I have to trust that team. Now, look, they're going to get back Slater at left tackle next year. That's big. Right? That's huge. That was a huge uh, omission this year. They're going to get back keys. I do. I keep looking at it, and I looked at it this way. I handicapped the Super Bowl. Offensive lines, right? The Bengals. Is Lael Collins going to be back to being healthy and being effective? Is the left tackle from Alabama, Williams, is he going to be okay and better? Even when he was healthy, he wasn't great. Like, I've got to know who's going to be able to protect these guys. Because the one thing about the Chiefs, I look at Juju Smith-Schuster at a nice Super Bowl. You know, Marquez Valdez-Gantley, zero catches yesterday. I didn't even know he played. Right? So, yeah, they got Kelsey. And they got Pacheco. And they got nice players. But they don't have any Jamar Chases. Right? At the wideout position. But if you protect Mahomes like they did in the Super Bowl, he'll find somebody. Well, also, remember, he'll be healthy. He'll be healthy next year. So there's th- those are the type of factors. Like, I look at the Bills. Who wouldn't want to play the Bills at 4-1 to one to win the AFC? And then you go, is Josh Allen going to be a turnover machine in the red zone? I mean, he receded. It, we call it what it is. He receded to being bad decision Josh. And he can't play that way for as talented as he is. You're absolutely right. I want to go back to the numbers here for a second, though. The one thing I would point out, and Philly's a great example of if you really love a team and you think they're going to have a great year, you got to bet them early because the numbers will come down. But mm-hmm. the rest of the teams... If you look at them, Cincinnati, you could have gotten better odds after week two during the regular season. Buffalo, there were times where the odds were comparable as the season progressed to what they were early before the season started. So I think it's just something to keep in mind. You don't necessarily need to make these bets and tie up your money. If you believe that Aaron Rodgers will somehow wind up with the Jets, then you might want to take a look at them at 14-1 to if you think they can beat everybody else in the AFC. Also, I think the AFC is far more competitive than the NFC in terms of getting out of that conference. We mentioned the three teams throwing the Chargers. You mentioned the Ravens, the Jets. I'm not buying the Miami Dolphins. I think Jacksonville is a, sleep, a sleeper team. I think they could be dangerous because yep. they're in that weaker division. Part of, the, part of the equation that has to be taken into consideration is the division because Philadelphia was able to host the two games. If they had to go to Santa Clara against the Niners, let's assume for a second Purdy doesn't get hurt. I think they got a great shot to win in Philly. But if they had to go on the road, San Francisco would have been the favorite in that spot, Dave, and I think it would have been a tough team to beat. You see them at plus 350, Eagles 4-1, to Cowboys 6-1, to and then we have a huge drop-off between the Packers 11-1. to I'm sorry, Detroit Lions 11-1. to Is this to finish in the top three in the NFC North? <laughs> Their defense got better in the second half, but it was a train wreck at the beginning of the year. I look at, look, you know I'm going to be, I, look, I saw some numbers for the Cowboys to win it. At 16 to 1, a little bit shorter here, 6 to 1 to win the, the NFC. 16 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I just, I look at the top three. If they are, in fact, as we mentioned, the demarcation line, those are all single digits Niners 350, Eagles 4 to 1, Cowboys 6 to 1, and then the 11 to 1s and beyond. If you're giving me the top three, there's not a lot of separation there. I know that Niners got clocked by the Eagles. They didn't have a quarterback. I mean, literally, CMC's throwing passes in the second half. So I think you have to throw that one out. Now, I don't know what their quarterback situation is going to look like, though. I agree with you, and I'm glad you brought that point up because Brock Purdy's health remains in question. Huge question. Trey Lance is not the guy. Look, you could have Jimmy Garoppolo, 
You'll get to the playoffs, and then you're going to lose anyway. No, remember Kyle said he's gone. He said that last year, too. I don't care what Kyle said. Kyle meant he's gone in the sense that if he comes back, we're gone. We can't win. Stop wasting your money on us. (laughs) I do think the Cowboys are playable at 6-1. to And the only reason why I say that is, is they're going to restructure Zeke's contract is what it looks like. There's going to be some money to be able to move. Uh, Zeke has already said, I'll I'll take a pay cut. Tony Power, do you hope he comes back? Again, he's a free agent. And that's a big key in the offensive cog for the Cowboys. So he's coming off a broken leg, and he's a free agent. He has a spare. Okay, because Mahomes had a bad leg, and he he was, you know, somehow able to play quarterback at the highest level. So I, I look at that, and I go, I think the Cowboys are playable because I think the defense is good enough to keep him in most games. I think Michael Parsons will be up for Defensive Player of the Year next year. Bosa won it this year. You think Michael Parsons is better than Hassan Reddick? Just a little bit. For MVP next year, I am stunned that, well, I sh- I'll take that right back. So I thought the favorite would be Joe Burrow. He's co-favorites. Joey B and Patty are plus 650. I think that's properly priced. There's Allen, 8-1. to one. Remember last year in the summer, he was, what, 350, 4-1? I mean, it was a runaway train for Josh Allen. That didn't work out. Look at Jalen Hurts, 13-1. And one thing that got missed this week was the two favorites to win MVP this year were in the Super Bowl. Mahomes, who won it, and Jalen, who came up runner-up. We had the two best quarterbacks this year playing in the Super Bowl, and they both played at an elite level in the biggest game. So quarterbacking, it does come down to that brass tax if you really want to, to look at the short side of things. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. You know, Mahomes, to me, his greatness sometimes is underappreciated, and I know everybody thinks he's great. But when you look at the other teams and that have won Super Bowls along the way, we see the Buccaneers, Rondé Barber getting into the Hall of Fame this weekend, John Lynch, Derek Brooks, and Warren Sapp from that defense alone. You look at Tom Brady. Um, I think Matthew Slater should get in as a uh, special teamer. Mm. I don't know if he will. If you look at his career yeah. in terms of what he's achieved, he should get in al- along with who was the guy up in Buffalo? Steve Tasker. Tasker. Tasker's another one who should be in. But if you look at the Chiefs, outside of Travis Kelsey, who is your lock for Canton? Besides Patrick Mahomes. That's it. I mean, maybe maybe Chris Jones down the road right. if he keeps dominating at this level. Right. That like, D-tackle. But like Brady played with Ty Law, yeah. played with Richard Seymour. Yeah. These are guys that are in the hall. Randy Moss they didn't win the Super Bowl, but he's, he's uh, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, all I'm saying is that Tom Brady, we sometimes sit there and say, well, the talent wasn't great in New England. Dude, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Patrick Mahomes – I mean, these guys are rolling covered wagons out there against Ferraris. Okay? <laughs> well, what they, they did, did they yeah. just won the Super Bowl and gave away Tyreek Hill last offseason. And they had more explosive plays this year without really? Tyreek Hill than they did last year. They Their points per game went up without Tyreek Hill. It is amazing. And I've never been a huge, like, Andy Reid is, is – what. I, been a big fan, but when you put it in context for this year, the job he did, Eric Bieniemy did, the offense did, Patrick Mahomes did, it was superhuman to lose your best offensive weapon, theoretically, in Tyree Kill, even though it was Kelsey, and then everything goes up by subtraction. That's amazing. By the way, though, Kansas City is, to me, one of the great cities to win a Super Bowl in, right? Like, I think Dallas, Green Bay, Kansas City, where they're, like, live and die with their team. Like, I know when KU's won, Mm -hmm. Dude, it's all about them. I know it's a different state, so save, save the uh, tweets. But the point is your neighboring state right there in, in winning in Missouri is a big deal. 49ers quarterbacks MVP odds. Brock Purdy, 25-1. to 1. Trey Lance, 35-1. to 1. And Jimmy G, 65-1. to 1. Dax, 18-650 to 1. Ben Fox next here on Big Bets. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, as the football season ends, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Saturday hockey, same gay parlay, bet and get, weekly pro football bet and get, and much more. Check out betrivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app. It is. A whole new ball game. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. Rolling on the post-football edition. 
of Big Bets here. Yes, it's officially the offseason in the NFL, but I think the XFL starts next week. You going to watch? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know you were talking to me. I did. This no weekend. Idea. This weekend. This yeah. weekend. As we bring in. <laughs> did, did they cancel college basketball, National Hockey League, NBA? Our VP of digital content. It's always football support. season. I'm all, always. There's always football being You're played. You're correct. Somewhere. Serie A, Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, League One. Absolutely. But, but guys, it's so funny because we're talking about here. We're at South Point. We still have people cashing tickets from last night. You know, here we are, uh, you know, what, 12 hours removed from the Super Bowl. And I did see those ads, and I went, wow, like we're turning the page that quickly from the NFL potentially to the XFL when we have all these other things going on. Ben, it's a billion-dollar industry, the NFL. But just for the game alone, did we get to billion with a B when it comes to how much money was wagered on this game? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, so all the numbers aren't in yet, right, in certain states uh, divvy it up individually with the Super Bowl. Others, it's incorporated monthly kind of overall handle. Nevada, I think last year was $179.8 million. Wow. So we'll see later today whether that's surpassed or not. I think as we were talking about, it seemed light early on, right? I was in Phoenix Monday to Friday, and certainly coming back, mm -hmm. it, it picked up certainly on the weekend, but it wasn't necessarily like, oh, man, the Super Bowl is here. That was different on Sunday. I think we saw that at Circa, South oh, yeah. Point all the other books especially. But the estimate from Eilers and Krychek was $1.06 across the 33 U.S. states. So we'll see if we get there. I, I had $6 million bets that I had <sighs> tracked uh, last year. I think we had eight or nine. And two of those were last year from Mattress Mac, who did not place a bet that we know of this year. Wow. So makes up for a little bit of that difference. It's interesting. You mentioned it. I'm really curious to see what the handle is because I thought it was a lot slower traffic here in Las Vegas this time around, guys, compared to what we've seen in the past. So it'll be interesting. But I've got to assume on the East Coast, particularly with Philadelphia being involved in this mm. game with New York and New, New Jersey and Pennsylvania, that had to be heavy wagering. I'm sure the books did extremely well there. Yeah, I think in general, uh, I was trying to paint this pregame, and it seemed like it was basically the same after the game. The general public was on the Eagles. I think at some of the sharper books, there was some Chiefs money as well. Um, I think Circa didn't do as well because they were inundated with Chiefs money. Mm. Um, but for the most part, 65 70% of the money and handle DraftKings, some of the other national books, were was on the Eagles. Uh, so they did well on that. Obviously, the books, anytime the game goes over, that's not going to be a great thing. So hurt on the over. Obviously, a lot more money is going to be bet on the side than on the total. And then I think the props, again, mixed. For the books, as long as there aren't too many of those wild events, right? Mm. We saw one of them, which was the kick hitting the crossbar. Oh, yes. That was, I think it came down, I tweeted there was 96% of the bets were on the yes. That was at, I think, plus 450. I, I texted Johnny Avello. It did come down a bit. It was around 70-30. Again, there's so many bets out there. It's a little ding, but th there's so much out there. It's kind of like a, a ripple in the ocean of money. Was the, was the octopus play a big one, too? Because Jalen Hurts ended up getting that, where he, he scores the touchdown for six and then converts the two-point conversion, get the eight by yourself. So the octopus play. Yeah. Did, did that hurt the books at that, all? That was in, I think, the top five most profitable for betters wow. of that. I think it was 13 to 1, 14 oh, to wow. 1 in there. Wow. Uh, and it never happened. And for those who don't know, that's a the same player to score a touchdown and then get the subsequent two-point conversion, thus scoring eight points. Octopus 
eight arms. At least I think that's yeah, how I think they that's got how to we the, get there. Yeah. Uh, again, we talked to Ben Fox. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at bfox22. Ben, I always think you're it's, it's a great follow for a number of different reasons. But one that really st- stood out to me that I saw you tweet was about the legal states, and we we're just talking about it in 33 legal states. If you go back not that long ago to 2018, there was one legal state in this great country of ours, and it was right here in Nevada. And now we're up to 33. What are the other 27? Like, are we going to get to, what's my math? 17. When are we going to get to where we've got all 50 that are going to have this thing legal? I would be surprised if we get to all 50. Really? But that's only because anytime we were doing these projections a few years ago, it just seemed like Utah and a couple others weren't just, it just wasn't going to happen. Right. I, I think this is interesting just looking at a couple of the bets throughout the week. One of the biggest bets on the total was $547,000 on the over 49 and a half. They bought that point. It was minus 125. Clearly, they did not need. But what's significant about it is the place at the BetMGM book in Arizona. And that mm. book is attached to the stadium in which the Super Bowl was played. Wow. Right? So it's just like we've come so far from, you know, here in, in Las Vegas for the conference tournaments. The, they, when they were playing at the Orleans Arena, the Orleans book which is attached to it, you couldn't bet on those games. Wow. Right? And now people are betting on the Super Bowl. FanDuel, which has a book as well in Arizona at the Suns Arena, $460,000 bet on Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. That was the biggest player prop kind of that I had heard of. But just these these massive wagers, and especially that one that is literally at a book that is feet away. You know, I looked, it's like 0.1 miles, right? (laughs) It is right there. Uh, so just kind of the distance we've come in just a few wow. short years. Greed is good. Gordon mm-hmm. Gecko. Yes, sir. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the one thing that I've always said, if you really want to prove how invaluable gambling is to sports, have the opening weekend of the National Football League, or actually not even the opening weekend, because people will be excited because there's nothing going on in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Most people don't watch baseball. About week seven, put all the games up, regular games, but don't put any point spreads on them. See what the ratings are. I can tell you right now as a guy who bets, if you ask me to watch the, the NFL, you'd watch the Super Bowl because it's just kind of like a gathering. It's more become like a national holiday. I couldn't care less about a game. I, I mean, I'm telling you right now, Dave, people are like, oh, did you see this game? I remember I, for years I have not watched the NBA Finals if I wasn't betting on a game. Yeah. I, I mean, like, to me, how could you actually sit there and consume this crap if you're not betting on it, it, it is so horrific. You sit there and you go, you know what? There's a million other things I could be doing with my life. Spending time with my friends, family, going out, exercising. I don't know, doing something, anything. But sitting there watching some of these knuckleheads. If you're not betting on the game, I, I'm always shocked that people actually watch this. But it's kind of like the XFL. Like, if you love football so much, go ahead and check it out next week. We'll see how many people do without wagers on it. There was one big bet out there, a big ticket that cashed on a same-game parlay. For touchdown scores. Can you tell the people what that bet was and the uh, touchdown scores that helped this gentleman or lady uh, cash that ticket? Yeah, I mean, I think the more we see legalization, right, the more we're seeing all of these. Someone always has a ticket on something, I think, is basically what we can say. This was $500 at DraftKings. Same game parlay. It was four touched anytime touchdown scores. So it was Isaiah Pacheco, Kadarius Toney, Travis Kelsey, and Sky Moore. Unbelievable. So all of those. Sky Moore as well, who hadn't scored a touchdown all season. Somebody also had a $4,500 bet on him for the first touchdown at 45 to 1. That doesn't cash. Great play, by the way, though. Yeah. Well, what did that $500 bet pay out? 200000 <laughs> Jeez. 
not a, not a bad not a bad oh, wait, Sunday. So you now, again, that's not his. That, so that can't be your only Tony, bet. who Dude. I think had, was involved in three plays, and one of them was a punt return. He <laughs> yeah. scores. Sky Moore hadn't scored all year. He's wide open on a naked, and he walks in. Now, Kelsey, you can understand that right. one. Sky Moore with two two touches. Yeah, what, two, one yeah. carry, one, one catch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is unbelievable. Talk about hitting the lottery. Yeah, look, that's that's not a bad one to uh, to write home about. The biggest uh, Chiefs bet that we saw was also at DraftKings reported one point six eight million. That was on an alternate spread, Chiefs plus three and a half Ooh. at minus one sixty eight. So again, you pay the juice, you feel safer. You didn't actually need it in the end, right? You would have covered right. Chiefs money line, Chiefs Chiefs spread. Oh, when you're down ten at half, you're like, well, geez, give me right. that first score in the third quarter. You're I'm back. You're and, feeling a little better, right? Yeah, I mean. I'm still. You said Tony Kelsey, Sky Moore, and who? Who's the other one? And uh, Pacheco. Pacheco. So two, two you would think, and then two long, long yeah, I, shots. Yeah, I think Tony, based on the odds, I don't think Tony's a bad play because look, Tony Kadarius Tony is not a fast guy. He's very quick. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's slow, but he's a guy I think can juke somebody real quick in a mm-hmm. short distance would be ideal, right? Like the route he ran was the perfect Kadarius Tony play when you go back to his days of Florida, but. The Sky Moore one was unbelievable. I, I'm shocked. Like, it's amazing to me on a play like that, the odds turn out to be, what, 400 to 1? But on these other odds, like on the Octopus play that you guys were talking about, which I had never heard of before. Like 13, 14 to 1, that, yeah. It should be much greater. Because, mm-hmm. first of all, what are the odds you're going to get a two-point attempt? Right. Then it's going to be successful, and then it's going to be the same player. There's so many factors in there. Because you yep. could have plus money at a converted two-point conversion. Forget about the Octopus. Yeah. Yep. So, really... 13, 14, 1, maybe the proper number. Maybe right. should have been a little bit higher. Yeah. Ben, great stuff as always, my friend. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Did you cash on the Chiefs, by the way? I did. I yeah, did. I great game. Did. Great game, though. It's uh, a great yeah. game overall. It's always great when you cash those tickets. Come on back. Hour number two, big bets here on these. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.